I'd like to welcome everyone to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg, author of 16 books, the subject of a documentary, subject of a long radio series, and now the host of her own podcast slash radio show. Uh, Dr. Weinberg, how are you? I'm doing okay. Thank you, Frank. And I, I can hear that you're doing okay, too. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's all well here. Uh, how are things over in, in San Antonio weather-wise? Are you, uh, have you hit uh, the very hot stuff yet? It's, it's April no. for those listening in the future. It's, uh, have you hit the hot stuff? No, we're having mild weather. It's wonderful. <laughs> as long as this lasts, it's, it's lovely to be in Texas. Uh, we have wildflowers blooming everywhere, and uh, the trees are leafed out with tender green. And it's just very sweet and lovely. But it won't last, of course. Right. <laughs> Any day now, the heat will strike, but it hasn't yet. Well, what, what have you been concentrating on? Uh, Last time uh, we uh, we started to speak, um, uh, you you, uh, you you had a subject that was uh, uh, that was you know gripping, and uh, it, it, give us uh, give us the lowdown. Well, uh, last time I was hoping to be able to do something about uh, the comparison, the, the report card <laughs> on the two parties, uh, and. Uh, I started off with a little article that came out um, in the Express News uh, paper, which is our main newspaper here in San Antonio, uh, about the possibility for optimism. And uh, that'll that'll be the uh, at least the beginning and the ending theme for my talk today, the possibility for optimism. So um, wow. That's a that's that's something. I, I'm not sure Mary Poppins uh, Mary Poppins can be uh, optimistic in a time like this. <laughs> I don't think so. But yeah. but anyway, uh, there was a there is a professor whose name is John Taylor, who wrote an opinion piece in the uh, Express News, uh, and his title was Trump. Trump's indictment may strengthen democracy. And so he is optimistic. So I will give a summary of his argument, and then I will go into a report card. And I thought this was an original idea and that I was going to uh, get it done last week. Uh, and uh, Eamon on MSNBC did the same thing. He did a report card last night on his oh. – or night before last on his program – so the the idea is not unique. But but uh, anyway. you were first. I I can vouch for that. <laughs> anyway, uh, I will go into uh, to John Taylor's argument here. Uh, he's a professor of political science at uh, at the University of Texas in San Antonio, uh, and he uh, reports his students' concern over the current state of the. Uh, of the polar, uh, polarization in this country. It is so radical that they fear for America's future. Uh, and, uh, and also they fear political violence uh, because of this uh, radical separation of the, of the two parties. And um, they are uh, alarmed that uh, uh, the, uh, the number, of, uh, a huge number, millions of Americans, 
who are willing to embrace, and they, uh, and Taylor gives a list here, uh, they're willing to embrace nihilism, self-delusion, violence, and caudillismo. And now that is, un caudillo uh, is Spanish for leader, the word leader, wow. uh, which translates into German as Führer. <laughs> And into, and into Italian as Duce. <laughs> and the last caudillo alive, I think, was uh, Fidel Castro, uh, the one who used the title anyway. Yeah. Oh, um, so these people, these millions of people on the far right are willing to give themselves body and soul over to a leader who can tell them what to do. They don't have to think. They just have to obey. And the students, Mr. Professor Taylor's students, are afraid because of that. But on the other hand, they also express some optimism over Trump's indictment because it demonstrates equal treatment before the law, that not even a president or a former president is above the law. Now, people on the other side, prominent people on the other side, like Ted Cruz and uh, our U.S. Senator from Texas, one of them, and Greg Abbott, who is our governor, have both denounced the indictment, and here's another list, as arbitrary, illegitimate, dictatorial, and politically motivated. So Taylor argues back that the, those nations are weakest and most chaotic who do not pr prosecute corrupt officials, whereas mature nations do. And he gives examples of mature nations, uh, and some of them I wonder about, but he gives the following names of, of uh, mature nations. Argentina, Brazil, France. Israel, Italy, Portugal, South Korea, and yeah, that was it, and South Korea. Um, those were the nations, at least, that prosecute corrupt officials, and they are at least stable. And furthermore, it says uh, Professor Taylor, Trump's indictment may strengthen respect for the United States uh, by nations abroad. Pundits, that is, talking heads on TV, however, say that if they can do this to Trump, they can do it to you. And Taylor says, well, that's exactly the point. <laughs> the point is that not, man, not any man or woman, not even you, can be above the law. And John Adams said, said it best. He said, we are a nation of laws, not men. And he ends his little article by citing all the catastrophes this nation has endured. World wars, depression, multiple assassinations of presidents, and so forth. And he says, we will live through this one as well. And so this piece inspired me to make up a, a report card for the two parties. <coughs> hmm. The Dem on the Democratic side, um, going back to the Obama administration, the, I think the signal achievement was 
uh, in the first half, in the first two years, was the creation, or rather the passing of the Affordable Care Act. And that, ironically enough, caused the, uh, uh, in the midterm election, caused people to revolt against it, thinking it was a real terrible thing, that was a government overreach and so on. And, and the, so the Republicans got the majority in, uh, in Congress. And, of course, they were bitterly opposed to the ACA, Affordable Care Act. Uh, Mitch McConnell vowed to make Obama a one-term president, and that was before the ACA was even uh, dreamt of. Uh, might have been dreamt of, but not whispered yet. Um, but uh, Obama persisted, although the second-term achievements were completely blocked. So we have the Affordable Care Act. It is still in force, and it has helped millions of people. Uh, great concessions, however, were made to private um, private medical enterprises, private HMOs, um, and therefore it's still costing more money than it should. But it's there at least, and it is helping. And that is a very good thing for Texas because Texas is one of the states that has the least uh, help for the poor uh, in the realm of health care. There is no Medica Medicaid here. Medicare, they have managed to allow, but the, the, uh, the Republican government of Texas has managed to allow Medicare, but not Medicaid. So the poorest of our citizens are, generally speaking, without health care, without health insurance. Okay, anyway, so that's the Obama administration which created the Affordable Care Act, so they get an A for that. Well, I'd say maybe A, A minus B plus, because it has its flaws. They still had to make um, concessions uh, to, the, uh, to the fat cats, namely the HMOs. So people are still having to pay, pay um, through the nose uh, in supplemental uh, money for, for health care. Then we moved down to uh, 2020, the, uh, the victory of Biden. Um, uh, and the first, the first major thing that happened was the infrastructure bill. And it, it passed with bipartisan support uh, because everybody knows that the potholes are so big, and especially back east where you are, yeah, Frank. Huge potholes. Uh, that you can get swallowed up in them. And I remember them in Rochester. Yeah. I remember somebody cursing me because I was, uh, was, I was driving down a narrow street, a two-way street, winding uh, little street in Rochester. And uh, the guy coming the other direction cursed me. I could see him cursing and shaking his fist at me <laughs> because I was avoiding potholes and, and scared him. Uh, I was veering close to to the other lane in doing so, and so he was frightened. Female driver, you know, females can't drive because uh, they're constitutionally inferior. Uh, so <laughs> okay, so 
Uh, the bill passed with bipartisan support, um, and its effects are now being felt across the country, I believe, beginning at any rate. Uh, as here in San Antonio, the, the best example is uh, that they are installing um, broadband for uh, broadband internet for everybody in the city. That includes all the black people and the Hispanic people. And so the streets are all being along the streets. Um, uh, uh, ditches are being uh, are being dug. So yards are being torn up and people are complaining. <laughs> they, they got what they wanted, but they're complaining because the uh, the uh, uh, process is uh, disruptive. Uh, so anyway, broadband, broadband is here. It's in the beginning here in San Antonio. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, however, the electrical grid, which is separate from any other electrical grid uh, in the nation, because Texas is the Lone Star State and for about 10 years was a republic once, and so Texans brag about being unique, and and at any moment that they threaten to secede from the union and, and on and on, and so the electrical grid is not uh, not attached to the rest of the country. And because it was not, and it was not winterized, uh, and uh, we had an Arctic uh, winter two years ago in 2021 in February, that froze everything and 800 people approximately died. They froze to death. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, for two years now, we have been demanding that the electrical grid in Texas be brought up to standard and weatherized. But do you think it has been done? No. Our legislature has not has not taken it up as an issue. <laughs> so there are areas in the infrastructure that have not been attended to. And for some reason, the electrical grid has been politicized by the right wing and therefore nothing's being done yeah. so let them let them be frozen they say um, okay terrible terrible so we have uh, with infrastructure we have uh, I would say an A and uh, as far as the, this is for the Democrats and probably an A minus for the Republicans because they wholeheartedly voted for that. Then we have the gun safety legislation that passed in the uh, in the last session, and unfortunately, the gun safety legislation is uh, is weak. Um, because um, we have uh, here, um, uh, we have people still who are beholden on the right, we are beholden to the NRA and are still 
scared to death to go against it. There are still people who believe that the United States government is going to uh, come in black helicopters full of <laughs> black-clad and black-booted monsters <laughs> who will take away your guns. And then what do we do? How can we defend ourselves against the federal government if they do that to us? Uh, and it, they uh, they claim they want uh, they want guns um, in Texas. Um, for everybody, man, woman, and child, everybody can, can openly carry guns. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, but in, and it's not a laughing matter because no. uh, people uh, are shooting them, each other at an incredibly high rate, and mass murderers are able to carry guns. And right now. Governor uh, Governor Perry is uh, Governor uh, Abbott is uh, is about to uh, pardon the uh, Perry, uh, who is a uh, military man, uh, right winger, who shot another white man, uh, who was in a protest, a left wing protest. And he shot him, and one of his excuses was that he was carrying a gun. <laughs> and of course, uh, that's that's something that everybody, man, woman, and child, yeah. is free to do in Texas, and now also in Florida. So that is no defense uh, for shooting yeah. for shooting anybody if he's carrying a gun. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the uh, the gun this this is removed from the subject, which was the uh, gun uh, gun safety legislation uh, that actually passed, uh, which was a very feeble um, uh, acceptance of the uh, uh, I think yellow the yellow flag warning of, of someone who's about to go out and purchase AK forty sevens or a R-15s to murder masses of people. Uh, it's a sort of distant warning system. Uh, and then um, I think there were a couple of other mi uh, minor uh, uh, minor provisions in that. Um, let's see, Chris, it, Chris Murphy, of course, was the one who's been pushing all along for uh, sensible uh, gun uh, gun uh, safety legislation, and John Cornyn, for, uh, who's the other senator from Texas, <coughs> um, was the uh, Republican who cooperated on that. Mm. Um, so besides the uh, yellow flag legislation, oh yes, there's money for mental health measures and for school security. Uh, however, um, as we have seen since that has been passed, we've had mass mass murders all over the place. Uh, the um, uh, the Nashville uh, murders by a woman in a school uh, college, and two simultaneous mass murders in Louisiana. Uh, and I'm sure there are others that I uh, am forgetting for the moment, but uh, the gun safety legislation has done nothing to, uh, to stop it. The only thing that we can do uh, is to, uh, uh, to outlaw the sale and possession 
uh, weapons of war, the, the A-47s and AR-15s. That's the only thing we can do. But the Republicans cannot take the word done in their mouths. Uh, for instance, uh, Greg Abbott, when he came to Uvalde right after the, uh, the slaughter there last May, um, he, he uh, talked about mental stability, mental health. That was the only thing, the only, and of course, the increase in uh, policing uh, and the fact that maybe teachers ought to be carrying guns. Yeah, wow. So, <laughs> so of course, the teachers might very well be sh uh, accidentally shooting the students as they're trying to shoot the shooter. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, my God. than not, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, in any case, I would give uh, the Democrats. Now, Chris Murphy is somebody who I give an A to on the spot for his efforts. Yeah. But the rest of Democrats are sort of lukewarmish uh, because they didn't think it would get passed anyway. Uh, it did, but uh, limpingly. Uh, so I'm going to give them a sort of C plus for that. And uh, and the Republican um, uh, John Cornyn uh, may be a C uh, for his participation. At least he passed, helped pass it. Um, and the rest of the Republicans an F for their adherence to the NRA and the NRA line. And, and certainly, I imagine you give Greg Abbott himself an F, right? He gets a big fat F for uh, for all of that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the fact that the man cannot pronounce the word "gun" in public and yeah, it tells the tale. Well, right he's there. so beholden. He's so beholden to the to the right and to the NRA. He's he's afraid yeah, to we, legislate anything that would be you know any common common sense, and right. he, he won't say. He won't even hint to the idea because because they'll kill him. Uh, politically speaking, they'll kill him. Yeah. At least. Right. <laughs> Yep. And then, of course, there is abortion. And uh, nothing, the Supreme Court has more or less uh, taken care of that for the moment by uh, uh, null nullifying uh, Roe v. Wade um, and then leaving it up to the states to decide what they're going to do. Uh, but the uh, Roe v. Wade is no longer the law of the land. So, um, so the states are very busy. I think there are 38 or so uh, Republican states that have banned abortion or nearly banned abortion. And uh, a few of uh, the rest of the, the uh, states are uh, uh, repairmans here. So I'll be back in a little while. Sure. Call me back. Yep. Or no, I'll call you and you can call me. We'll do that. Uh, by the way, we're back. Uh, with uh, the Florence Weinberg show. We took a quick break there. Uh, Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Doc, welcome back. Yes, thank you. I'm back. And uh, we we were in the middle of a, a report card, and uh, you got through, uh, you know, the gun control portion, and we started talking about abortion, uh, right. where, you know, where Texas is on abortion. And basically you said... Um, you, you said oh, this number of states 
uh, have already passed uh, anti-abortion uh, laws, and of course, uh, you know, Texas is one of them, I assume. Absolutely. It's one, one of the first and one of the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, you know they're uh, they're not backing down on that. That and by the way, um, I, I think the general population in Texas uh, is supportive of uh, of choice, right? I mean, if you if you polled everybody, um, they would be uh, they would they would be in favor of choice to the woman. Uh, well, I I thought so, and therefore I thought they were going to vote for Beto O'Rourke in the past election, but no, they re-elected Greg Abbott, yeah. who is adamantly opposed to abortion, period, right. under any circumstances. So you can rape your child if you uh, want to. Um, a foreigner can come, a, a stranger can come up and rape the child. That's okay, too. Um, and uh, uh, we don't worry about uh, females females in the, the throes of miscarriage, uh, etc. There are just no exceptions at yeah. all. So that's Texas, and there are a lot, I think, Florida now, too. And there are other uh, states trying to pass the same thing. And, of course, we've just had that Texas um, d uh, judge uh, who decreed that um, – uh, what is the name of that drug? Anyway, it is the uh, uh, a pill that you can take. The morning uh, after? The morning after pill, yeah. Oh, I think it works for several weeks after, in fact. Mephistoprone and something something like, uh, like that, Mephistoprone. Yeah, anyway, uh, that's probably, uh, I'm starting it off wrong, so I'm getting it wrong. But anyway, uh, and that is probably going to end up before the Supreme Court, which is uh, the... Um, the uh, uh, branch that uh, that uh, nullified Roe v. Wade in the first place. So uh, America may be without any any possibility of uh, of any kind of an abortion uh, before long if the Supreme Court goes the wrong way. Mm. Uh, so we just have to wait on that one. And again. Uh, the Democrats on the whole are pro-choice, uh, so I would say um, for the fact that some of them are not, I would say A, A minus, and the uh, Republicans, not all of them are, are pro so-called pro-life. The irony is, of course, that they are, once the child is born, especially here in Texas, child care uh, for uh, children uh, who are uh, without their parents for some reason uh, are apt to be treated extremely badly. Uh, sort of a Dickensian situation yeah. where they uh, lack food and um, and other kinds of protections and everyday help, um, education and so on. So, uh, so as far as a, a child after after birth. Texas is very poor. It's probably among the very last, like 48th in the nation in its ch uh, child care. Um, and uh, other states are equally bad, of course, maybe not quite as bad because uh, 48th is pretty 
pretty serious. Uh, okay, so, uh, and then, of course, we are pro-death uh, uh, penalty here, and we we kill people right and left. Um, just lately, we haven't killed anybody, so maybe Greg Abbott is not quite as uh, efficient at that as, uh, <laughs> as George Bush was, um, but... <laughs> but in any case, uh, we don't we don't believe in life uh, for um, for prisoners uh, who get the death penalty uh, and so forth. So life um, life once you're out of the womb is not sacred at all uh, for uh, for most Republicans, I think. Uh, so. Uh, in the matter of abortion, I think the Republicans at best get a D. <laughs> okay, so what what else? Well, there's the January 6th committee investigation on the Democratic side, uh, which was a great success in revealing uh, what was going on with Trump and his associates before the election in uh, in 20, uh, 2020 and uh, after the election in 2020. Uh, so uh, it actually, I think, led to the uh, to the discovery of what uh, in this lawsuit by I think it's Dominion, is it not? It's Dominion uh, voting machines. I, I believe so. Yes, that's the, uh, the yes, that's the brand. Uh, and that uh, that lawsuit has revealed what. Uh, Fox News talking heads actually had to say about uh, the, uh, the stop the steal about the uh, fraudulent uh, voting uh, in the election, which did not exist. Which was very silly, very, very silly and very dangerous. Yes. Uh, and uh, and all of these people and, of course, Tucker Carlson uh, is uh, we have his quotation is saying that he hates uh, uh, he, he's so happy that he didn't have to deal with uh, Donald Trump so often. And he hated the man passionately. Um, so we know the truth about what these people actually think, but what they have. Um, drilled into the heads and the way of propaganda about the fraudulent election and the great accomplishments of Trump and so on and so forth has uh, has led the Republican side. And this includes uh, all of the senators uh, and uh, a good portion of the, uh, I think most of the Republicans in the House of Representatives Many of the judges and so on, they still profess to believe the big lie, namely that uh, Biden is not our president, actually the president Donald Trump since he won the popular vote. Uh, and uh, he was cheated of the Electoral College vote only uh, by dastardly deeds on the part of the uh, of the Democrats and and wild conspiracy theories about Italy and Venezuela uh, <laughs> uh, somehow manipulating uh, the voting machines from outer space. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> and people believe this. I mean, it's just, 
this is the weirdness of it all. Uh, so in the, in the matter of the competing uh, com committee investigations, the January 6th committee gets an A+. Uh, then, of course, uh, we have... Um, uh, we have Jim Jordan, uh, who is chairing the Judiciary Committee and has turned that into an investigation of, of, uh, uh, of, the, um, uh, of the man who is uh, in, my, in my memory. When I'm under pressure, I cannot remember names, and then they all come to me immediately after, yeah. after I have needed them. But anyway, the... Uh, um, the attorney general has appointed a special counsel who is, and you can you can tell me his name, Frank, because it's not coming to me right special now. Special counsel, uh, uh, who is af after uh, after Trump because of his uh, uh, taking uh, classified documents. Oh, God, you know, I'm I'm going blank on him too. But I mean, this was a special prosecutor who was actually. Yeah. Um, you know, by all accounts, I mean, Alvin Bragg is getting low grades from a lot of people, but uh, the special prosecutor is not. The special uh, prosecutor seems right. to be getting uh, high grades from, you know, from many sides. Yes, exactly. And uh, uh, and so, uh, and, and of course, Jim Jordan is, is the one who is leading the, the battle uh, there to investigate him. Uh, and uh, investigate anything that is to uh, Trump's detriment, of course, and trying to discredit the uh, the uh, uh, indictment as well uh, as uh, being politically motivated, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I would give the Democratic January 6th committee, as I already said, an A+. Plus. And Jim Jordan so far is giving uh, is given by me a failing grade, because the Judiciary Committee is supposed to be uh, examining actual problems that we may have in this country in the matter of justice, and not uh, not rumors and conspiracy theories instead, uh, which is what's happening right now. Uh, by the way, is it Jack Smith? Is uh, is that the uh... Uh, Jack Smith is the special uh, counsel for Trump inquiries. Uh, is he what? I'm sorry. Uh, Jack Smith is a Jack Smith. Jack. Uh, it's Jack something. Jack Smith. Simple. Yeah. Uh, Jack Smith. I, I believe. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I'm peeking here. I'm cheating. So I, I'm looking right. at. But he was appointed by Merrick Garland uh, on yeah, November eighteenth, uh, two thousand twenty-two. And he continues to investigate. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, thank you. You've got a good computer there. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, my phone. <laughs> my phone is my computer. That's that's our modern substitute for memory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And of course, uh, as we age, <laughs> as we age, we need it more and more. Uh, Oh, and uh, there are a million other, uh, uh, a million other things that have uh, have been considered. Uh, for instance, something that I consider of utmost importance is for the People Act, which is the John Lewis Act uh, for 
um, uh, for making sure that all people have uh, equal access to voting, that uh, that each man's vote counts equally. Uh, as the situation stands right now, gerrymandering, which is uh, the the rule rather than the exception in Republican red uh, led states, um, gerrymandering determines that black and Hispanic and other uh, Asian maybe votes do not count as much as white votes because we have gerrymandered the state in such a way yeah. uh, that uh, uh, the uh, the right wing white uh, people get the the representatives in Congress and the other people don't. <laughs> they. Uh, in this last election, for instance, they even lost some because of the way the, the uh, state was gerrymandered. I forget which state that was. But um, the For the People Act would outlaw such, uh, such proceedings, uh, and it would standardize uh, the rules across the nation for voting procedure, which, of course, is now fractured state by state, and Texas is one of the toughest states in the Union uh, when it comes to rules allowing you to vote. And uh, I think that the uh, the rules uh, uh, that are, they ask you for all kinds of uh, preliminary uh, proofs of identity and so forth and so on, uh, I think all of these are calculated to uh, weed out uh, black and Hispanic people, especially, uh, so that they will be discouraged because sometimes they don't have access uh, to enough money and transportation to get some of the documents they need to prove who they are. So, um, of course, the For the People Act was on the verge of passing the Senate, but and that was back um, before this this uh, midterm election, uh, when um, uh, it was a 50-50 uh, Senate. Of course, we had the House in those days, but we did not quite have the Senate. It was uh, equally divided. Uh, and then uh, uh, Joe Manchin and uh, Kristen Sinema uh, decided that they would not vote for the for the People Act. The same goes for the Voting Rights Act. Um, so uh, that, too, was making sure that uh, one man and uh, uh, one man's vote was equal to every other man's vote in this country. Uh, and other irregularities were addressed. So uh, the attempt, which failed, uh, got an A from me, but it failed. So uh, we can't grade it. And the Republicans were opposed, 100% opposed in the Senate. And I think um, most of the Republicans in the House as well. Uh, but it, it never came to a vote. I think it uh, it passed in the House and came to the Senate, but McConnell uh, simply didn't bring it up for uh, for a vote, which is his way of killing all the uh, the Democratic initiatives during that first two years of Biden's presidency. 
So the Republicans get an F <laughs> because they don't want people to have equal, uh, everybody to have an equal, uh, everyone's vote to have equal power with everyone else's vote. It simply it won't do because the uh, the truth is that there are fewer Republican voters than there are Democrats. So the only way to equalize that is to make sure that you have got the, uh, the the population maps drawn in such a way that the uh, the Republican voters uh, get more power and, and more representatives than the Democratic voters do. They're, thereby, um, they are demoting the, the power of their votes, the Democrat votes. Um, and so it's a, it's a way of maintaining power. And uh, it's understandable, uh, but it is a crooked way of doing it and reprehensible. Uh, gerrymandering has a very bad reputation, as it deservedly has. No doubt. No doubt. A dirty word. Uh, gerrymander is a dirty word. You know, redistricting, yes. they call it, they, whatever you want to uh, whatever you want to do. But, I mean, gerrymandering is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, we've got the Build Back Better bill, which, uh, which was conceived before the uh, midterm election, um, but which has, uh, as far as I know, has not been brought up uh, for a vote or even close. And it was, uh, it was uh, proposing preschool for three- and four-year-old children it was proposing funding for child care, which is in desperate need here in Texas, affordable care for seniors, and it combated uh, climate change. Uh, and uh, as far as preschool, I mean, this, this depends on, on the state or even the city uh, where you are. Uh, there is preschool possibility here in San Antonio, so uh, that's uh, something that can be locally taken care of, but nationally it does not exist. And the same thing is true of uh, funding for child care. Affordable care for seniors, well, some, some states take care of their seniors and some states do not. Uh, and I think poor poor folks, um, seniors who are impoverished, which happens to many middle-class seniors uh, who uh, simply didn't plan correctly, and so they are destitute in old age and may, may be on the streets. Um, and and this, is, this is worse in some states than others. Take Texas, for instance. Right. <laughs> And the Republicans also want to kill Social Security as a national program, which is something for seniors specifically, uh, and which everybody is paying into. So uh, it is not just a freebie that comes to you. It's something that you paid as long as you were earning wages or a salary. Um, you were paid paying into Social Security for your own retirement. Uh, therefore, you own that Social Security money. It is not just a giveaway. Uh, 
And the Republican idea is, of course, to privatize it and farm it out the way they have done with, um, with medical, with HMOs, farm it out to private companies. And that would be the death of Social Security for, uh, for anybody except the rich. Um, so, once again, uh, then the com combating climate change, well, uh, uh, it is pretty obvious from the horrible uh, weather we've been having. We've been having these dreadful tornadoes that have ripped apart, and they have been huge as no one has ever seen before. They have been intense as no one has ever seen, and they have destroyed utterly, just wiped off the map, uh, many, many communities farther south than they've ever been seen before. Uh, but the Republicans continue to say that climate change does not exist, so we don't need to worry about it, which Maybe. is a political position. It's not a scientific position. Just amazing. Uh, amazing that anybody at this point could still <laughs> deny climate change. Amazing. Right. And, of course, the heat, the summer heat and the winter cold, the, the uh, extremes uh, that never occurred before. They, we had a whole a full week of sub-zero uh, weather in, uh, in Texas uh, in 2021, and, and I've mentioned that, of course, before on this very program, uh, and uh, uh, at eight, 800, this the uh, official count is something like 500 people died, uh, and the uh, the unofficial uh, report uh, is 800 people died, uh, frozen to death during that period. And such a thing has not been recorded. Mm. It might have happened uh, in the early 19th century, perhaps, and was uh, didn't come down in the records, but you would think that it would be in the newspapers and therefore uh, would be remembered. Uh, so it may not even have happened then. This may be something new due to climate change. So these extreme swings from utter cold to utter heat uh, are new. So anyway, the Democrats are aware of this. Uh, President Biden uh, wants to put this uh, into the Build Back Better bill, uh, and he is already pushing it because he's pushing electrical cars and general uh, a general move towards renewable energy rather than uh, than uh, fossil fuel energy for uh, for our nation's factories and uh, automobiles and so on. And uh, I think that's about it as far. I have other other topics here, but uh, I think we've made our point that wherever you look, uh, the Republicans are on the wrong side of it, in my opinion, and they're getting grading. I'm grading them accordingly. And this, uh, this scandalous uh, happening in the uh, in Tennessee, where the state legislature uh, expelled two young black uh, legislators because they participated in a protest um, in the uh, in the Capitol building, 
right next to the chamber where the legislature was meeting uh, to protest the fact that the gun laws were not being passed or even discussed. And, and the fact that we have a problem with guns uh, is something that only Democrats seem to recognize. Republicans seem to think it's just oh, it's fine. It's just fine. Go ahead and kill people. Uh, so long as we can keep our, our beloved and sacred guns um, to protect our families, quote-unquote, uh, and the only protect protection we need uh, actually is what the police already supply at least in theory uh, and uh, so there we go and fortunately those two legislators were re uh, re-elected by their constituents and so they are back in the legislature uh, I, th uh, I think most people have seen uh, the films uh, on TV of these uh, uh, young people, I think it was uh, uh, Justin Jones who came in, and there was a, a white uh, legislator of a certain age sitting next to the door with a very round face and a pout. A fierce, you know, eyebrows drawn together and a fierce pout on his face. And he looked for all the world like a baby who, <laughs> whose toy had been snatched away. Um, he was obviously furious uh, that this uh, young legislator had been reinstated. Uh, he was not vocalizing anything. He wasn't voicing his, his anger, but it was quite clear on his face. So uh, the white folks um, in the legislature who are in a majority uh, are still furious at the fact that these people are against guns. How could they? How dare they uh, be against these precious, uh, sacred instruments that we protect ourselves with and we don't uh, we don't worry about the ma the massacres that are taking place with them and i therefore give them an f for for their attitude yeah. they're supposed to be pro life right but they're also pro gun which is obviously pro death yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, you know, look, I, and people say, oh, this is subjective or whatever, but I, do you imagine being on the other side of the uh, of the aisle arguing that uh, that there should be assault weapons with all of these mass shootings going, going on? Boy, I mean, I'd hate to be on the side of that argument. And uh, meanwhile, they have uh, guys like Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis um, hamstrung because the second they mention, and Trump as well, the second they mentioned uh, taking away any rights to uh, to gun ownership, any, I mean, it could be a tank, you know, like a, a you know, you could you could buy a tank uh, to some people, and uh, if you had enough money, and uh, and and put it in the hands of uh, of anybody who wants to purchase that, yeah. Can you imagine being on that side? And if you uh, if if somebody on that side was giving a giving a uh, a report card of their own 
And again, yeah. I, I, I think at this point, obviously, a lot of people that are listening to us uh, agree with you, you know, agree with you uh, on this. And reasonable people, I mean, all reasonable people would agree with the assault weapon uh, situation. But the right wing, strong, very strong right wing um, um, gun owners, uh, they don't care. They don't care what what happens as long as you don't touch their gun. I mean, it could be a bazooka, yeah, exactly. a bazooka, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, oh, well, they need a bazooka in case the government comes and tries to take their guns away. You know, I mean, it's just it, you, you're not going to win that argument against them no matter what. They're not going to. I mean, I, I think if people voted on it and people voted their conscience, uh, the only thing is the politicians are not going to give in uh, because the right. NRA has them uh, held hostage. Exactly. <clears throat> yes, it's a matter of of uh, uh, funding from the NRA in support of their reelections. Uh, as it says, they they prize power, their own personal power, over the lives of others, especially the lives of children, which uh, uh, which shocks me so uh, deeply that they would rather sacrifice uh, children in schools. Okay, so what are they doing? They're going to have bars. They're, they're going to strengthen the security of schools. This is, this is in the bill that passed the Senate, to strengthen this, the security of schools, which means they're going to put more locks on the doors. They're going to put bars on the windows. They're going to have more police. Uh, uh, patrolling around the schools and the schools uh, if you actually look objectively at the school it's turning into a prison because yeah. that is the situation at prisons <laughs> bars on the windows locks on the doors and lots of the of the guards everywhere uh, so what kind of an atmosphere is that for the young people to cope with and how uh, anxiety, they're worrying about the anxiety, uh, the uh, quotient of these kids, their mental health. And they keep talking about mental health and mental health. But uh, making prisoners out of schools is certainly going to affect the mental health of all the children. So I, I can just imagine myself as a little child going into a, um, a prison atmosphere with bars on windows, locks on doors. You can't, can't come in and out after uh, the school has started. Um, the school day has started. The classes have begun. Uh, you are in jail uh, there. So I would feel very anxious, very apprehensive under those circumstances. So my mental health would not be good. <laughs> so they are arguing that mental health uh, aid, which is also part of that, uh, that Senate bill that passed, mental health uh, help for the kids, uh, they're going to need a lot of it when they uh, make prisons out of the schools. <laughs> so, so, I mean, there you go. It is amazing. <laughs> But just about every issue you can think of, and then of course there are the uh, uh, there are the uh, social the social wars uh, wars against school books that mention sexuality or or violence. But I think violence is pretty much okay. It's the sexuality, and the fact that the teachers are now being accused of uh, 
grooming the children to become homosexuals. Uh, and uh, yeah. uh, nothing is farther from most teachers' minds. They have never even conceived of such a thing. Uh, and uh, banning books, having uh, uh, librarians interrogated by the police, which is happening in various places in Texas right at this moment. I'm sure one one or more uh, librarians um, uh, are being interrogated right now. Uh, what criteria are you using to buy children's books? <laughs> Do you read all these books for sexual innuendos and so on <laughs> and so forth? And if you do uh, allow such books in, then you deserve to go to jail. So librarians are all of a sudden suspects, criminal suspects. And such absurdities now are, uh, are more the rule than the exception in Texas and in Florida, thanks to Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis. And this is what the Republicans are mainly thinking about, and also uh, per persecuting uh, transsexual kids. <laughs> so um, I, I know that there there may be cases where the parents, seeing that their uh, children had uh, both sets of genitals, for instance, that's yeah, a much different they, situation, you know. That's that is a much different yeah. situation, and they will make a choice. Whichever of these genitals seem to be dominant uh, would be the one they would choose uh, medically to have the child uh, operated on in order to make sure that that becomes dominant, and then you could call this a boy or this a girl. Um, but. Uh, uh, but I think that uh, this has gone to extreme. So uh, any any kind of medical intervention to help a child um, affirm <clears throat> the, uh, the gender that they believe themselves to be, <clears throat> regard regardless of their genitalia. Um, the interference with these choices, this is another case of interfering with personal choice about uh, his or her own body. Uh, and I think this is a violation of the freedom uh, that we are supposed all to have uh, according to our Constitution. Mm. Wow. We're living in different times. I've, uh, you know, look. Uh, you know, in the 50s, uh, you know, it's you understand, but uh, there are people who want to turn back the clock and and make oh, yeah. this the 50s. And the reason we've we're not in the 50s anymore is because we progressed as a as a people, as a nation. And uh, well, we could have a whole we could have a whole other show based on on that concept alone. But Doc, uh, what a um, what what a time that we're living in. What a polarized time that we're uh, we're living in and the uh the idea that um uh, that the right is is coming around to uh you know to uh, take over and change laws such as uh, the reproductive you know women's reproductive law i look look we're in a whole different world than i ever thought we would be in uh from from both sides you know i mean it's uh, it is a much different uh world but uh, I, I never thought 
and again, this is a conversation for for another day. We could be here another hour, but uh, I never thought that they would overturn uh, Roe v. Wade. I just never thought that right. would happen. I didn't either. It was beyond it was beyond belief. We didn't have to think about that, and all of a sudden, here it comes, wham! Yeah, <laughs> well, because the right wing, all along, as you say, wanted to turn back the clock. When when women were really chattels, yeah. um, uh, beholden to their husbands, and their husbands could call the shot. Uh, chattel, by the way, is the same word as cattle. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, which is reducing women uh, to subhuman yes. uh, status. Right. And that is that is the goal. If you uh, force women to bear a child to term, even though it's her father's child, or a, a rapist uh, who yeah. breaks into the house's child, uh, if you force her to do that, uh, you are treating her as a simple vessel uh, for reproduction, you are not treating her as a human being uh, with uh, the intelligence to decide whether she wants to no. bear a rape child no. or a child of incest to term. No, listen, no doubt about it. And again, uh, it's just it, we'll be talking about all of this forever. Great job on your report card. I'm sure people, there's if anyone's listening from the other side, they would they would uh, mark it all the other way. But thank you. Thanks for all the uh, the insight here, Doc, and great job as always. Right. Well, uh, I said I was going to end up on an optimistic note. Go ahead. And uh, my optimism is in the American people themselves, the voters, because I think a majority of American people are in the middle. And they do not believe in either wild extreme, either the, on the left or on the right, and particularly not on the right. And most of the things I gave D's and F's to are extreme uh, right-wing policies that are being carried out right now uh, because Donald Trump was president uh, and cult managed to cultivate this kind of an attitude. Uh, which is a retrograde attitude, um, and which uh, which we, who are middle of the road people, actually, uh, are are combating. Uh, so I think that the American people will win this battle. Ultimately, the majority will win, and I pray for the day when. Uh, we are no longer worrying about 18-year-olds walking down the street with uh, with AR-15s. Right. Well, uh, Doc, thank you, thank you once again. And that you know that is a uh, that's an optimistic uh, thought right there. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. You've been all listening to the uh, the voice of Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg. Please uh, binge listen to other shows that we've done uh, and on all different types of uh, topics, but. Uh, as always, uh, the wonderful uh, Florence Weinberg. Uh, you've been listening to The Florence Weinberg Show. We'll see you next time on The Florence Weinberg Show.